0: What's going on, ladies and gents? Uh, It's another day in the neighborhood, as Mr. Rogers would say, and it's another podcast episode for the Murfanko Experience. Uh, How are you? I hope you're well. Um, Yeah, it's just me me and the Murf dog today. Uh, Got some topics to talk about. Uh, like every podcast, there's topics. I, I don't know why I feel the need to say that, but it, it, it's it's all good, guys. Um, yeah, we got some topics to talk about. Let's just say that. Uh, and without further ado, we got to introduce the man of the hour, Mr. Big Bear. <laughs>
1: what what's is, up, Murph? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking that uh, okay. sound
0: bite would be a little a little a little joy that's Given
1: good. that's good yeah that was a good one yeah uh I, I
0: thought I, I must admit i thought of that on the way home i was like you know what i gotta play a bear noise now from now on that's gonna perfect. be your intro so perfect yeah. but what's going on Murph? how you doing man uh,
1: nothing much man you know just living life
0: yeah yeah you, you feel like you've prepared for this podcast today or are you going to wing it like we always
1: do (laughs) um i i I was just winging it but yeah i didn't know there's such thing as preparation
0: there is no such thing as preparation There's perspiration which i do a lot of yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i'm i'm a sweaty person that's probably too much information uh but (laughs) that (laughs) real ease into a transition of the first topic um You know, the the big thing going on now, the Pirates recently held a press conference um, with the first ever full time female coach and Caitlin Callahan. Um, I was lucky enough to be a part of that press conference. She carries herself extremely well, uh, well spoken, and she seems like she has a plan. Um, Everyone has a plan, but, you know, it seems like she might execute upon that plan, Um, especially what she said uh, when she attended the hitting camp, get better hitting camp. Um, you know, it it was good stuff. But that got me thinking, you know, with Wednesday being National Girls and Women in Sports Day, it got me thinking, like, who are the women in my life or woman in my life who got me into sports or got me interested in in these little intricacies of sports? And, uh, you know, I just wanted to, Hit upon that because it's an important topic. So, Murph, uh, I know I usually go first in the podcast thing, but I, I want to know your thoughts, man. Who who are the women or woman
1: in your life? So, um, I was thinking about that. Like when it comes to sports related, I I'm not sure if there's anything like that, anything, anyone particular. But I, I do know, like just in general, my mom's. My mom is probably my biggest influence or and, and motivation and stuff like that in my, my life you I know mean, she came she came she came to this country when she was 17 joined the military she's been in the military for 20 20 plus years now over Jeez. it um she has a master's degree in psychology she's getting ready to open up her own business she's working on her doctorate like she, when she puts her mind to something there it's there's literally nothing she she can't do she runs marathons that see marathons see, like i've seen like i i go to them you know to cheer on and that looks like the most fun thing imaginable like the just the pain and suffering that i see in people's eyes as they're running past it, it it's just unappealing to me like in every way which way but like the dedication and 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 all that to go through with something with that it, it's just it it's it, you know real easy to look up to her with that kind of stuff and and she's just always pushed me to be pushed pushed accountability upon me push me to be the best that I can be the best person that I can always look out for 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 my family always look out for you know just just people in general yeah so maybe not something maybe not she never really pointed me and you know sports was always like me and my dad's thing but but just, just in life, just in general, and and I take a lot of the stuff that she taught me into that when it comes to sports, whether it's me playing or, or with the writing, with this kind of stuff. So,
0: now was your mom the type of mom to like yell at the official if uh,
1: she did her baby wrong? No. no. <laughs> that, that, so, like, so I got stories. I got fun stories we could get into that um, someday about about yeah. parents shouting at, at refs and parents just in general at sporting events. And we could probably do that around Father's Day or, or something, <laughs> something like that. Because, <laughs> because, but we could definitely cross that bridge on on that one if we if we want to one day. Because I definitely have some good stories when it comes to that.
0: All right, book it now <laughs> in June. We are going to have a multitude of dad stories. Like, oh, book uh, it. dad dads in sports. I got stories. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, man, no. Your mom sounds like a very inspiring person. I mean, all, all the shit that you told me that she's, you know, went through and all the shit she's done, even to this day, it's incredible. And, you know, shout out to the moms out there. Love you, mom. Mm-hmm. Kiss, kiss. I, I don't want to, like, just go, Mwah, because, like, that's a weird noise in the ears. I, I know when you're listening to this, you're like, what the fuck is that? Mwah, sound. <laughs> but <laughs> no, no. Um, in, in terms of sports, for me, it, my grandmother got me into sports, man. She, uh, we started out with WWF, which turned into WWE, <laughs> and that that was her thing. Stone Cold Steve Austin was her boo, like <laughs> she she would scream, "Give me a hell yeah!" like every single day. And I was awesome. like, you know what, Granny, go, go ahead, do, do your thing. And you know, she loved her Steelers, she loved her Penguins, but she loved baseball. And you know, she told me stories of. Like she didn't have any brothers. It was just her dad and her mom died when she was young and she had a stepmom. And my grandmother kind of had to raise her sisters. Uh and she was her dad's boy, per se. And um, you know, he would take her to games at Forbes Field because they lived in the south side and of uh, Pittsburgh, obviously. And uh, you know, he would take her to games and she would tell me about double headers and you know how she'd walk with and he'd hold her hand. Uh, during the afternoon and you know at night he would carry her home because she'd be dead tired and asleep and you know she (laughs) didn't care at the time you know she's like what the fuck dad like what are you doing but you know then it like developed you know and she kind of passed that on to all of her grandkids and including me and you know that's that's like one of the biggest inspirations I'd have to say you know besides my fiance for pushing me to get into journalism and sports you know it was just you know, it's what Nana would want. It's what Nana would want me to do. And, you know, I, I miss the hell out of her, man. You know, it's been mm-hmm. a, a little bit now since she's passed. And, you know, I think about her still to this day. And I, I know that, you know, hopefully she's proud and, you know, it's, it's oh, she just, absolutely
1: is. Yeah.
0: And and I know you had a relationship with your grandfather when it came to the pirates. And, yeah. you know, yeah. how's our boy doing? Mm-hmm. I remember that story you were telling. Yeah, me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ty you know,
1: Wigginton, Yeah, all Ty. Of people, people, Ty Wigginton.
0: <laughs> my non-unus <my laughs> was anybody. Rob Makoviak, man. I, I don't know why. It, I, Rob Makoviak makes more sense than <laughs> Ty Wigginton.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, man, it, you know, it, it it takes a special woman in your life to inspire you to do things. And, um, you know, in our business and sports, that those voices aren't as loud as the other male voices in such a Male-dominated industry, and it's nice to see, you know, major sports kind of take a turn to the better side in in terms of employment of you know the opposite sex because it's coaching. It's not you know you're not going to hire a female football player to go against 325 pound men, but you can hire a female to coach 325 pound men if they have the capacity to do it. You know, if if they want to do it, and i i i don't know i think in baseball we might see a female player I, I i don't know man i i think maybe in our lifetime we might
1: see it i think if any if any sport can probably could do that i think baseball could be the one Absolutely. and i think that i think that'd be awesome i think that'd be really cool
0: yeah for, i mean for did baseball you see, to be able to say that did you see what was she like 16 or 17 in australia striking dudes oh, out. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah that was nice yeah you know,
0: it it's, it's definitely possible. And I, I think the two major sports that come to mind, I don't know if you consider NASCAR major. Or, anyways, I think basketball definitely has a shot to do it. And I think baseball, hockey, yeah. maybe goaltender, just because of the physicality of the sport. I, I don't yeah. know how that would work. Um, but I think, I, I definitely think baseball is, one of those sports where we might see a female, you know, absolutely, and, and it will be cool, you, you know what I mean? It'd be mm, a yeah. cool story, and I, I don't know. I think it's like a catch twenty two there. Yeah, it's cool, but then you are gonna get people just coming to her for the story and not like focusing on what she could do. You know, I, I start thinking exactly. of those, yeah, things, yeah, you know, yeah, no, yeah,
1: definitely.
0: I don't know. Maybe we'll see a female kicker. That'd be cool, Carly. That'd Carly Lloyd, I think, tried out, didn't she? For the Eagles so, yeah. or something. Yeah.
1: Did you? Yeah.
0: I think. Uh, maybe it was just like a I don't know. Publicity who stunt. Knows. I, who knows? Probably, yeah. Nah, man, but <laughs> shout out to the females in everyone's lives and if you're and if you are a female welcome to the show we love you uh i know pirates queen banshee is listening to this and she is probably super happy about what we just talked about because yeah. <laughs> i i know how she is man especially on twitter you know so shout out to her mm-hmm. for her support and everything that goes with it um absolutely the next topic I kind of wanted to segue into, I saw this morning you were talking about Carmen Majinski, um, and he's an interesting dude, man. He, he's an interesting prospect, and um, it was either Craig or Gary of Bucks, Bucks in the Basement who wrote a piece on it. Uh, yeah. It was an interesting piece. Uh, th- mm-hmm. There seems to be a lot of uh, disconnect between writers and fans of where Majinski is going to end up at in 22, um, so I wanted your thoughts on that, man. How, where do you see Majinski? Do you see him, you know, potentially making the majors or do you see him kind of on a slow track?
1: So he, he, he is definitely one of the more interesting, uh, prospects that I think the Pirates having the system there just because, um, I, I don't think he's on a slow track. I don't think he sees Pittsburgh this year. I mean, I guess anything can kind of happen. Like, I don't think we were expecting to see like Max Franek this year and like yeah. that'd kind of be like a, re- a relatable path that he would have to take to, you know, start from double a coming all the way up. Um, I think the re- thing that really hurt hurts him is missing a time last year. Um, yeah. I think that if he hadn't missed that time, I guess maybe you could make the argument that he had an outside shot of doing it. I think if anyone who isn't included in like the first wave of prospects, for for the pirates that uh is probably the first one of that next wave to hit just because he he's a little bit more of an a, advanced arm and kind of thing. You mm-hmm. know the college the college pitcher, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: think his upside is as great as some of the other guys, but I think he's kind of the guys that it, it, it's almost he's a lot safer to kind of pencil in as like of a back of the rotation guy. Um, I was kind of looking at like his build and, and some of the other stuff and Maybe this isn't a, a fair comparison to him, but the first guy I started thinking of was Paul Maholm, Co- college pitcher, advanced, got to the majors quick, quickly. Of course, Maholm he was with like the not so great teams of the the Pirates, so like he he pitched higher up in the rotation than probably you know yeah. But you know he had he had some pretty good years. Never anything flashy. Just kind of came in, did his thing, and, and, and that's it. And I, I, I you know kind of hope that Majinski's comes out turns out better had some better years and stuff like that plays on some competing teams but I think that kind of timeline and and just that overall path could be something that's kind of similar with him
0: let's uh I wonder if he's gonna have that like 60 mile an hour curveball like Mahalam did <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that the, thing was the, loopy his wind up on MLB the show I just straight up hated because it took so so long to do, because he, like, you know, takes the step, and then he, like, pauses. and it Like, I just hated pitching with him on, on the show. Uh, like, I loved that, him as a pitcher. Like, he was one of my favorite pitchers, like, on the Pirates around that time. But playing with him on the show, could not stand it. Uh,
0: what was it? Daisuke Matsuzaka had one of the slowest
1: yes. Yes, windups in the
0: world. Amazing. Oh, my God. Like he, like, he would tap the ball in his glove, like, 20 times fucking times before <laughs> the meter went back mm-hmm. and, and you can never yeah. time it right i was like no, this uh, dude's I getting think. like a 20 era in the yeah, yeah it's it's I'm, not good yeah. um but for me <laughs> i i think you know people are kind of looking at majinsky and he got that triple a start and they're like oh okay he, he's in triple a so maybe maybe but the whole thing with me is is I, I think that was just a reward just a re- here you you get one yeah. game here you go and I don't think that's indicative of where the pirates see him right now like you said injuries set him back and he yes he was a college arm well is a co- I, I don't know how you want to put that but I just don't think the timeline is quite there yet for him. I still think he needs some seasoning. But you know me, I, I'm I'm the pacifist when it comes to this. So, so I think Double A is the perfect place for him to stay yeah. uh, for the majority of the season. And we saw that Triple uh, A got extended. Was it six games uh, yeah, more? Like 150 so like
1: that. One hundred and fifty. Yeah. One hundred and fifty. Now, yeah, one hundred and fifty. I think. And, you
0: know, maybe he gets up towards the end of that triple A season, and then you can start to, you know, finally get the wheels turning mm-hmm. on. Well, maybe yeah. 2023 is when he starts to make a mainstay. Um, but like you said, we, we didn't expect Max Kranich to come. We didn't expect guys like Castro to come. Injuries happen and you need to fill roles and arms are the biggest need in any team. So Maybe we see a brief. I I, I don't know, man.
1: But like, I I ideally not. Ideally not. Right. Like, hopefully hopefully they've built enough depth now that it shouldn't be pushed. Like, he, they shouldn't have to push him up or push him through. Um, but yeah, I I think I think double A, maybe get a start or two in triple A. I think really. Triple-A, like his, his one appearance he made it at Triple-A was more of, well, he's healthy, we want to get him some innings back, and that was the only team that was still playing. Like yeah. if Greensboro was, Greensboro or even if Altoona was still playing, you know, you probably just throw him wherever you can can get him the extra innings.
0: Yeah, um, and, and you give him so. a look, you give him a look at advanced bats, Yeah, yeah. and if he something, blows something you the hell out. away, if he blows you away, then... Then you're like, oh, maybe he is faster than we thought on the track. It, yeah, I don't know. He didn't super impress in AAA, but I didn't expect him
1: to. It, it, it was a yeah, long season. I was worried he came about back those from couple innings. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah. That, that's how. Those couple of innings that he got back was more important than striking anybody out or 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 whatever like that. He got a couple of innings back. He got some more back in in the AFL. Yeah. Um, so, double is good to start. Um, it'll be fun to kind of watch him to see how he kind of works things out because he, he's got an interesting like mix of pitches there you know he has the, the cutter that's like really good at, you know good up and coming and just good mix of pitches he can get up in the upper 90s so he'll be a fun guy to kind of watch to see because like if he re- if he stays healthy which help health, that could be something that we may have to start talking about because like what he was heard a couple times at south carolina too mm-hmm. missed some time there yeah. So, but if, if he could stay healthy and the Pirates kind of let him go, he, I got to watch that moves really quickly.
0: Now with his, I wanted to get, you know, your thoughts on that with his injury history, do you project him more as a bullpen arm just because of limiting innings?
1: So, I mean, yeah, he could probably, he could definitely probably be a guy that like a multiple, maybe like a Will Crow kind of guy, like how you kind of see Crow, yeah. like, a you know, come in two innings and out done, whatever um and as far as a reliever had a chance to watch too much of him yet he might be a guy that i i kind of touch on before the season starts um so a lot of the stuff i was reading like what is the baseball america talking like he doesn't have like a true out pitch yet that's kind of come around so i would imagine that'd be kind of hard to think of him in like a designated bullpen role then he doesn't yeah. have that one pitch that he could use to get out but like as a Worst case, like I, I mean, I kind of project him as. It kind of seems like he projects as like a back end rotation guy. So like if that doesn't work out, couple inning relief guy. So yeah. yeah,
0: kind of. Well, I mean, I guess Jared Jones is more projectable in terms of bullpen role because he has those couple he, of he out has, pitches.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I mean, if I... one comes, if one comes, like he can, he can, I just, like, I know like one of the games that I saw, like he was, he hit 97, 96, 97, uh, upwards of there a couple of times. So like, if, if one of the, the breaking pitches kind of comes around or maybe like the, the cutters really that kind of becomes that kind of thing, then yeah, he could probably become a decent one, one inning relief guy, but yeah, like right now, I mean, two, three inning guy, maybe a starter kind of thing.
0: I think Greensboro is a really shitty place to start out at and have someone evaluate you because 2020 everyone lost a year. Couldn't see what he could do. All he could do was (laughs) throw bullpen sessions. That's about it. And when you start out in Greensboro, which is a shitty ballpark for pitchers, regardless, it's kind of hard to get a gauge on a guy's first year. And I, I wasn't a big fan of putting him in Greensboro to begin with. I think you know, should have put him in Bradenton just to see what he could do and then maybe build him up. But again, I'm a pacifist. So <laughs> don't take everything I say <laughs> as like set in stone. It's just that's how I am. I mean, shit, I said keep wonzi in triple A and Nola Jeffy about murdered me when I said that. So
1: a lot of people are gonna murder you.
0: <laughs> I know. God damn, guys. It's it's like chill out. I'm, I'm, this is just my, this is just my humble, humble opinion of relax. Okay. My beard is probably better than yours. That's, that's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> But no, no. Um, Majinski is definitely someone we need to start, I guess, closely watching now because he's going to be in a more hitter friendly ballpark. He can work his, his tools, what he had tools to what he has. What the fuck am I saying? He can work his pitching repertoire better yeah. in a much more pitcher friendly ballpark. Um any last thoughts on Majinski there, man? Like any any little are you working on something on Majinski?
1: I'm pro- probably probably I'll probably I'll probably do that. I'll probably touch on him because he's probably out of that Altoona, Altoona rotation, projected rotation, I guess, he, he's probably one of the more intriguing guys that, like, if I had a chance to actually go and see, he's probably, like, higher up on the list. You know, obviously you want to see, like, Quinn, just because, you know, it's Quinn Priest here. Um, but, like, right after him, he's probably next on the list of people that just intrigues me enough to where he's a guy. He, he's definitely a guy I want to see more of this year. And I'm glad like if he sends Altoona, then like we're guaranteed a chance to see him kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So And there you have it, folks. Big Bear's thoughts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. <laughs> no, we
0: got we got a shirt. Tr- I can't quit laughing. All right, we we got to trans, uh, transfer into you know one of the last topics we have here, um, and that deals with you know some guys that we could see kind of propel themselves into conversations and onto lists because we've seen a shit ton of list drop. You know, Baseball America's dropped, uh, I think FanGraphs dropped, and uh, Prospectus dropped, and a whole bunch of lists of drops and we looked at where pirates stood and Quinn Priester kind of fell and everything. Rowan's kind of okay. zoomed up. Nick Gonzalez kind of went down. O'Neill Cruz kind of stayed up. So those are the guys that everyone's going to look at as of right now. But I think there are some names that we could see kind of propel themselves into some conversations. Um, now, again, this is my humble opinion. So Murph I, I know you have your lists already down so who are some guys who are like okay this guy definitely needs to be in top 30 conversations
1: so I will say just like we'll, we'll, I'm gonna go with an obvious name and a name that is already in the top 30 list but like talking about someone who's really gonna climb this year and I know I know this is kind of we talk about it all the time, but it's but he's like kind of worth mentioning again. But like I do believe that under the right circumstances and probably playing in Greensboro would give him those circumstances, there's a very good chance that like Andy Rodriguez ends up as a top one hundred guy this year. Mm-hmm. He just, just kinda like just has all of that working for him. And like I think and and I think maybe I've probably fallen victim to this as well. Um, we like to get so wrapped up in the versatility thing about him you know being able to play wherever we for, sometimes overlook the fact that he's actually a really good catcher yes like like how, how did how did Tim put it? it's like it's it's like we're talking about him like bouncing around not because he can't play catcher but like he's just it's it's an athletic thing he's not that much like of a free <laughs> yeah yeah this this guy is a catcher first yeah first and for, foremost so like he's playing like an ultimate premium position the bad is there he's a switch hitter he started showing some power it's an obvious thing and like you talk to any anybody who covers the Pirates any kind of the prospects or anything like that all they'll all tell you the potential thing but I think when we talk about fast risers it's worth mentioning again that a a very good chance Andy ends up as a top 100 guy by the end of the year.
0: Andy is definitely someone who is sneaking up on everyone and and you know my guy Sung Chi Chang he's kind of yeah
1: I, I, I think among Pirates people I think that's it's like a the consensus breakout guy now at the, at this point. Yeah, and he just won the
0: championship in the Caribbean exactly. series. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and shout out to Nola for giving us those updates yesterday. because yeah, that was pretty cool.
1: <laughs> again,
0: I could use that platform as saying this kid has an advanced eye at the plate. I mean, he's facing guys who have been in the majors at some point, been in AAA. So advanced arms, and this kid is spitting at pitches. I, I mean – It doesn't get any better than that, right? So Sung Chi Chang is obvious. my obvious one. I don't know if he's as obvious as a pick. People know who he is, and he's your boy. I think Travis Swaggerty is going to jump up some lists here. I really do. And everyone's going to roll their eyes. I I know rant guy's rolling his eyes as he's listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) But... Swaggerty and AAA before he got hurt, which is his not throwing arm, thank God, because his defense is something that's going to stick with him throughout. Mm-hmm. He was barreling up some balls. He was definitely making some loud contact and it just so happened that it got into some gloves and it just didn't go the right way for him. That's baseball. But I think if he continues the approach that he's on, I think we could see Travis Swaggerty jump up endless I think we could see him in conversations now do I see him as the perennial center fielder for years to come or outfielder for years to come maybe not and does that kind of hurt because he was a first round pick yeah sure but like you said in a previous podcast if he ends up as that
1: fourth outfielder guy you're kind of happy right yeah yeah I'll take that I'll take that every day baseball dra- the mlb draft is probably the biggest crapshoot out of all the drafts so like yeah he's he, he was a top 10 pick but look I look at over the last 10 15 years all the top 10 picks that didn't even make it as a fourth outfielder didn't even make it as a reliever didn't make it as a backup or anything like that if i can get a fourth outfielder with a who is great defensively and can still hit here and there which he showed in the very brief time in indianapolis I'll take that.
0: I'll Absolutely. Take God damn lootly. Um uh, another and I know I know he's my boy and I know I'm a little biased with it, but I genuinely, genuinely believe Jace Bowen is gonna start making some noise. I really do. He's starting to you look form. like he
1: figured some stuff out at the end of the year.
0: He really did. And he's figuring more stuff out as you know we talk on a weekly basis. Now we get like weekly updates from him. And Jace is now in Texas, he was he's been in Texas for a little while now and he's fine tuning everything and he's he's learning some some really eye opening things for him as he said and I'm I'm calling him Jace to toe tap Bowen because he's learning the toe tap as like a, a timing mechanism something but he's definitely figuring stuff out he's barreling up balls his outdoor videos that he sent me have been beautiful um very versatile speedy guy he can play the outfield he loves to chase balls down as of right now they're going to work him out as an infielder but we all know he can play the outfield so I think versatility is something that's going to work in his favor um a lot of people look at defensive metrics in a way I think baseball America loves defensive metrics in terms of rankings or no Keith Law does sorry and I I don't know man I just got that feeling about him and I know I have these feelings quote unquote about certain guys but Jace Bowen is someone that's definitely going to stick in my brain for a while just because of the person he is and just because of the baseball player that I know he can be you know, I, I don't know. Do you have someone like that, that I know Travis Swaggerty is one of those for you. Like you'll die on the Swaggerty
1: I, I, hill, but. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's my hill to. I will die <laughs> on that one. But, but I mean, I, I guess, I guess if I had anyone like that, it's probably just the, a lot of the kids that were in a uh, Bradenton this past year on there, mm. just how many games I watched with them. One guy that always stuck out to me, um, like he, he was on the top 30 list, like ever so briefly, like if like I'm like if I think it was just luck that I happened to notice him on there, but uh Dario Lopez on there. And when we had uh Spencer Smith on on the podcast, you you went on him quite a bit. And I think the hype that, that he was able to hype him up about kinda got me going with it too. But like his power going the other way is like if he if he can work on like straighten it out or, or you know, turning on some pitches then like for for 19 years old the entire year and he hit like I think it was like 30 close to 30 extra base hits in less than 100 games um and I think the thing that stands out the most is he committed over 30 er errors but when they pulled the managers on who the best defensive third baseman was in, in in the division they they voted on him so, if he was that good defensively that despite the errors, he was still getting recognition for his play there yeah. so if if he can shore that up, not, not commit as many errors, um, looks like he's probably going to be like a third baseman long term, keep developing the power, learn to maybe turn on some more of those pitches, then look to go the other way, definitely definitely somebody that can have a breakout type of season.
0: Now, there are two guys that are, you know, popping into my head constantly. One of them, I, I know you know him well, because Bradenton, Alexander Mojica. Mm-hmm. That power is no joke. That yeah. kid is a goddamn tree. And we know he has pop. Average, not so good. I, I understand that. He's still so young.
1: So, EG. Yeah. We he, talk about, I just said how Lopez Young playing nine, at 19 the entire year. Take a whole year off of that, and that was Mojica.
0: You could probably argue Mojica could have been in the FCL the entire year just because of his age. So yeah. there was something advanced about him. It's not his defense because, let's be honest, he's more of a DH type. Mojica's your DH. There's there's yeah. he, limited mobility. What did he play? Third base, partially? Third sound, first base, yeah. Yeah um mohica definitely sticks out because of the power aspect the second person that sticks out and this is going to be like a what carter Benz. i don't think a lot of people talk about carter Benz. um we know he's solid defensively We, we already know that coming over from the seattle organization with joaquin tejada who i absolutely love and shout out to baseball america for using my video that was pretty cool um But I think Carter... (laughs) Sorry, humble brag for a moment. Humble brag. Um, But no, Carter Benz sticks out for me personally just because I've recently talked to uh, the facility he's at, the things they've been working on. I think he recently uh, just came to this certain facility and they revamped a lot with his swing, a lot. And the guy I talked to said, you better watch out for Carter Benz. And I know it's a little biased because he works with him personally but you kind of have to take these things and run with it until you start to see what happens on the field obviously but with a guy who works with him who knows what he's doing and it seems like a legit facility there's a lot of guys that go there maybe there's something to it you know and Carter Benz is still so young for where he's at what is he what was he like 22 21
1: i think it was 22 yeah 21 22 and you're in double a
0: hmm. there, there might be yeah. something there and we all know the pirates <laughs> need catching depth maybe we see a carter bins jump up who knows it all depends on what his bat does and i'm assuming we see carter bins in triple a i i don't know I, I don't know. I mean, there's news that I've got that guys are staying in certain places and it's it's a shock to me. So maybe we see him stay. I don't know. And double A. Either way, I'm really looking forward to what he can do because we know he's good defensively yeah. and he's not the long-term answer at catcher. We really hope Henry Davis is. But that's a perfect scenario. That's why you have backup upon backup. That's why we yeah. drafted Wyatt Hendry as well. Backup. That's why we got Gutierrez backup. You never know, and you. That's why you get Andy Rodriguez, and I still can't believe we got Andy Rodriguez for just Joey Lucchesi. That was Not just right. a throw it. He's like, here you yeah. go, you can have Andy. Like, how, like, how do you miss that? He came that's, from the um, Mets, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Luc- Lucchese, he went to San Diego, and yeah, that um. Yeah, that doesn't look good for the Mets. <laughs> no. It does not look good for the Mets right now. <laughs> and I
0: was listening to uh, talking Baseball with John Boy and all of them, and they were saying, are the Mets going to be the first team to spend $300 million on their payroll? It could be, man. They're spending a could be. lot. Could like, be. They're making right. moves. Who, who needs prospects then, right? Yeah. I mean, the Phillies <laughs> have to be the same way because their prospect pool is depleted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, who who recently came out and said the pirates were third in terms of the farm? Was that baseball? Okay, yeah. I mean, I I know we've been there before, and I know people get excited and they go, "Well, they're going to ship them off." Well, that's for another podcast. But I don't know, man. It's just there's a lot of these, I don't know, forty FE and forty plus FE guys that I think definitely have a shot to kind of. Opens some eyes, you know? I mean, you look at all these kids on Fangraphs that have that 40 or 40-plus FE. You're like, hmm, I don't know. This guy could jump. Well, this guy could jump. Well, definitely this guy could jump. And it's, you you know, you start to get the wheels turning. And I don't know. It's just exciting. But it's also panic-inducing because (laughs) you start thinking of all these good and bad scenarios. So,
1: Yeah, yeah. I can can throw another... Name out there, and I've written about him before. And this this is going to ex- excite a certain somebody. But pitching in Altoona and if that third pitch comes, we talked about Andy like flying up the the charts. Michael Burris has like a, already a really good one-two combination. Yeah. If that changeup actually does develop, and he can get get double a, a- hitters out, like he's another one to kind of to to watch out for next year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um one guy who has been in the top one hundred several times uh past couple of years, Tanaj Thomas. Yeah. Very disappointing year. He'll be, uh, be in respects. Um I don't know with the whole rule five what's gonna happen there. If the rule five eligible guys can play or not, I, I don't know. Um but if Tanaj plays I would assume you do the natural progression and bring him to double a more hitter friendly, as we've always Mm -hmm. said with that hundred plus mile an hour fastball sits at like 98 with that slider he's developed with that change of speed pitch that everyone says he has on the radio broadcasts coming along. Maybe he could be projected as a starter. I prefer him yeah. as a bullpen arm, a late bullpen arm just because I don't know, I think that's where he's better suited. I don't know, could we see Tanaj jump?
1: Cuz he's yeah, it, I mean it hard. it all comes down like yeah, it, it all comes down to the control if he's able to to harness that enough, then then yeah, he's working on a third pitch. Then yeah, absolutely that kind of, that kind of stuff as a starter, that's, that's deadly kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and, and like, he is that kind of stuff that, that I think translates so good to to a bullpen role that you can kind of give him as many chances as possible because then it's, it's such an easy transition to him to, to become a reliever. Like, okay, we'll stop, stop trying to throw those two pitches. Just go out there and throw a hundred miles an hour all the time, and maybe throw in a slide and keep keep him honest. So. Mariano Rivera, his ass. Yeah, throw this absolutely. goddamn cutter. That's all you have to That's do. It. <laughs> then you're a Hall of
0: Famer. <laughs> Unanimous Hall of Famer. Get that shit out of here. I don't want to get started with the Hall of Fame talk again. <laughs> Fuck that. But, 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 Oliver Mateo. There's another name.
1: That was literally my next, like, where you brought up Tanaj, like, okay, well we're we're saying that kind of stuff and harnessing that stuff. Then like Oliver Mateo. Like they he I uh, was at baseball America shouted shouted him out about that. That's it's, slider. like it's very rare you get two a pitcher with two like 70 grade pitches and like but Mateo has two 70 grade pitches, potentially 70 grade pitches. Yeah. And like, it looked like he kind of had to back off of the fastball a little bit so then he can actually
0: harness the get control. it to the catcher.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but that's – yeah. Um, even so, it was still electric enough in that slider. He threw the slider a lot more, and he's a lot more comfortable with it. So even if he has to not throw it 100, 100 101 every time, and has to bring him down to 95, 96, that slider is going to work so well off of that fastball that he's still going to strike out people at at an incredible rate.
0: Just picture that, man. Your primary pitch is your slider, and your secondary pitch is your fastball, but your secondary pitch could get to
1: 101. What? Yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) Oh, that's not (laughs) even my best pitch, coach. Just watch this. (laughs) Right. Oh, when it's in the stands, it's okay. It went
0: 101, though, man. That's incredible. Yeah, But no, I I think ramping back on his fastball has done him wonders. And I think trusting... That's that's, what it looked like. Yeah. Because what did he ramp it down to?
1: Like 97? It was like 90... 90, I'd probably say like 95, 96 on a more consistent basis. I saw him go from like 94 to 99 in the same at one time. Um, And they were both swing, swing and misses. I'm pretty sure. So, but like... That kind of change of pace on a fastball is still pretty and impressive. Right there's like, he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a change of, but like he just you don't know whether it's gonna go ninety-four or one oh one. And you also don't know where it's gonna go. <laughs>
0: there there's something that I, I wanted to bring up with that though. We're getting the automated strike zone. Like that's that's a definite. That's what we're getting. Now with guys that have that seventy grade slider or breaking ball regardless. Do you think the automated strike zone is going to do them a disservice? Because I think a lot of guys are going to be a lot more patient because of that.
1: I could I could see it, especially to start. That'd be something that we'd have to bring up to some of the some of the guys who were um, pitching in Bradenton last year.
0: Yeah,
1: how they how they felt about it. Like get an overall kind of perspective on that too, because yeah. there's a lot of guys who pitched pitched at that level has have, have some good uh, breaking stuff. So want to see how they felt they were impacted by it. But I can see it early on, maybe maybe doing I guess, like, it takes a kind of way, like, the error judgment or whatever, like, that takes away some of the pitch framing. So, yeah, I could see some of the guys that have that kind of stuff that really use that to kind of finish off players, maybe hurt a little bit because they'll be more likely to kind of just hold on it. Maybe they'll get a call, but I don't know. They'll just have to make the adjustment with it that's part of the game.
0: That's but that I, I I want some sort of automated strike zone, man. But the strike zone that they use was not very. It was like good. wider.
1: It, it was, like was wider, super so wide. So it might work in their. So it might work in the pitcher's favor. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I remember possible. why like like you do the game day thing for it, and like <laughs> when they had it, it was yeah, it was like it was like this instead of like yeah, it was it was, it was, it was really wide. <laughs> like God damn, that boy thick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're thicker than a snicker. Like it's crazy, man. Um, I, I don't know though. It, it's it, it's definitely an interesting topic to get with guys like Logan Hoffman and and other guys that we've talked to in Bradenton because. That's going to happen throughout the entire minor leagues, and I think AAA got it. And there's a lot of guys that are pissed because of it. I saw Bly Madras was pissed. Yeah, there's Bly a made lot of a comment pissed. about it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, baseball is that. I don't know. You have a lot of guys that are either keep it imperfect because that's what's beautiful, or make it perfect. There's no in between there. And I don't, I don't know where Man. I lie Man. as of yet because yes, I want. A perfectly called game but like I also want my so, team to get the calls
1: yeah but like thinking about it too and I remember I, I distinctively remember a game where Jared Jones pitched and they didn't have the automated strike zone that game and he threw a backdoor slider that got called for a ball absolutely should have been a call strike three he end up he end up the hitter end up getting on base and then they hit a home run or something like that and 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 it cost him to like he didn't go very deep into that game gave up a couple of runs and all that but I specifically remember that and I'm pretty sure I've wrote something about that too, and posted a video on it on on the old website too saying that like that definitely should so like it works it works in their favor too too on it kind of feel like it works, i mean Give and take. Just as many, there's probably, like, over a long season, there's just as many misses for the hitter as there is pitcher. So if you just eliminate it all together, then it probably works out anyways.
0: I just want to see the first-ever manager argue with an
1: a robot. That would be amazing. That'd be fun. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Bring man. back Lloyd McClendon for that. Oh, my God. That would be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's, he's He's coaching one of the Seattle minor league teams, I think, this year, right? Detroit. No, he got. Uh, he, he's... Oh, is it Detroit? Okay. Yeah, I think it's the
0: Erie Seawolves or something.
1: Okay, okay. so we'll see him against Altoona.
0: Yeah. Cool. Oh, cool. Oh, wait, 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 wait. He... No, 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 no. Toledo Mudheads. I'm sorry. Toledo Mudheads.
1: Toledo. Okay. That's We'll still A. see him against Altuna. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Indiana. Okay. Andy, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, because we play, what was it? The. The Storm Barners, which is Kansas City. Yeah. Mud Hens. I don't remember all the names
1: because they change them, like, every year, it seems like. Yeah, a couple teams changed their team name this year, just this offseason.
0: Yeah. I, I love that, uh, what Was it, Space Cowboys or whatever it is. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, the Washington Commanders should have taken a page out of that book because <laughs> –
1: that's I can't wait for a football team just to do something fun with their name. Like yeah. an actual professional team to do something fun with their name. I can't wait for that.
0: Like I saw someone do a Photoshop of what Washington should have been, like the Red Hawks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty slick, man. Like, yeah. I don't know why people don't like look at the comment section and like, oh, mm, that's <laughs> pretty
1: cool. So living in that area, I can say, Uh, i I think there's been a lot of media hype saying that a lot of them hate the commander's name but everyone that i've talked to uh, uh, they all love they all like it like they're they're all in with it. i think the only name that they like better was like red hogs and i think that was just kind of a nostalgic kind of thing oh yeah 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 so but i don't know I yeah, don't know. That's man. football. That's another conversation.
0: That's another <laughs>
1: conversation. Whole Big other bear. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready
0: for the Murphy go experience part two, where we talk football. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is a baseball <laughs> podcast. This is a baseball podcast. But guys, that's gonna do it for this episode. We genuinely hope that you enjoyed it. uh I've been enjoying just me and Murph for this little bit here yeah, man, wait, we, we, we it's got been back fun. to the roots a little bit before we had any clout with players <laughs> and coaches i like exactly it. this is pretty cool man um yeah. but as usual to begin the send off we're gonna give our socials so that way you can follow us and uh like my stuff and murph stuff because that's how we get paid we don't get paid that's okay but <laughs> for me uh, I would appreciate a follow on Twitter uh, at Murphanko, that's M-U-R-P-H-A-N-K-O um, I would also appreciate a follow on Instagram it's at Murphanko underscore experience uh, yeah, that's my socials and wait for it, you gotta wait for it,
1: you gotta wait for it, Big Bear give your socials as <laughs> right. as always Give me a follow on Twitter at double underscore Murphy eighty eight. Um, I would give you the YouTube channel, the the link or anything like that if I knew what it was, but I do not. Don't worry. I got but, you so, in the
0: comment section. Don't worry, folks.
1: Sweet. Uh you could probably just go on Twitter too with there and just look. I posted a, a video this morning of Logan Hoffman. Um probably the have a couple boy. more of him come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his, his stuff is nice. His stuff was good. That was fun. That was a fun video. Some fun videos to put together. Man.
0: Oh yeah, and your so, article on his spin rates, the curve that was great, dude. Like I, I did not know that his curveball matched up with certain <laughs> people like yeah, that, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Majorly surprised leagues. I didn't get.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't get some hate for making that kind of comparison already. But we did. So. <laughs> hey,
0: p2, p2 commenters are actually really knowledgeable oh
1: oh yeah oh and, I, i've had a blast talking with them on there this is like so like it the, the experience already is great you know because like we're doing the living the dream thing and, and yeah. stuff with that but like getting to interact with some of the people on there in the comment section and stuff like that it's it's been it's been good and i've learned some stuff throughout it too or, or they've pointed out little details and stuff like that And yeah. i go and watch that going into the next video
0: yeah so. like my uh jack sawinski piece that i recently was it, a couple of weeks ago that i put out they were like uh-huh. someone said just imagine fine tweak like tweaking the littlest thing as like a bat tip like how detailed yeah. is and I was like I didn't think of it like that. Like that dude is detail oriented and yeah, like yeah. One, to worry about talking a about tip? like the
1: yeah yeah the Jared Jones one someone like actually like how heavy like his leg was coming down and in the transfer and stuff like that. I'm like you know I I watch these as closely as I can. I don't I don't think I watch that closely. <laughs> but like, like the next time like, I'll go around.
0: They give you like the, the force next time I go ground. around and watch a
1: video like if I watch like yeah uh, next time I watch a picture that has like control issues or something like that now I'm, i am something new for me to watch to see to see um if I notice anything notice any changes and stuff like that, so it it's been awesome it's been cool, yeah, yeah.
0: um any any new projects for p two for uh next Tuesday you're
1: working on yeah well that, yeah, I got something going on there I've been working slowly to. Get a couple videos going. It's it's all coming together pretty nicely. I'll keep the the name under under wraps for now. I, I, <laughs> it is another Bradenton player, Shocker Shacker, but but I, I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah.
0: I got uh, I got a couple myself. I'm working on. Uh, I mentioned uh, the name of a feature piece I'm going to do. Uh, as usual, you guys will get the updates. Uh, don't know how many players this week. Well, next week, I guess, Uh, but it'll definitely be at least three. So look forward for that on Pirate's Prospects. Um, Murph, any words of wisdom before we end this
1: shindig? Uh, You're coming to the wrong person for wisdom. Make a plan, (laughs) execute the plan. We talked about planning earlier and and, yes, and winging it. I I have spent my entire life (laughs) winging it. Do not do that,
0: But but if you do wing it, you get that cool that cool uh intro sound like Big Bear that's
1: that's true That's, that's true. a part of my own intro sound now. Yeah, I have my own intro sound yeah and all that because I wing stuff. <laughs> yes so if you if you want
0: that kind of perk, wing it come talk to me and I will give you some audio as like an intro. It's like your WWE intro. And, like, Jim Ross would go, by God, it's Murph Dog. It's Big Bear. (laughs) (laughs) But, guys, we love you very much. Uh, Make sure to rate, subscribe, and review the podcast, Um, especially on Apple Podcasts when I get some ratings and some reviews in there so people go, like, hmm, it's like Amazon. You look at all the reviews. Should I buy this? Yes, you should buy into us. And I would also appreciate Absolutely. a taco dinner. So if you want to send uh, some tacos my way, I'd appreciate it. But guys, uh, that, like I said, that's going to do it. We love you. I'm terrible <laughs> at endings. Murph, say goodbye to the yeah. people.
1: Thank you guys for tuning in. Much love, much love. You guys take care.
0: Let's go Bucks, guys. Let's
1: go Bucks.